Influencer marketing series. And with a feature with Welcome to the Influencer Marketing Series as it continues. Welcome to a feature with a influencer and Fred, a co-factor, as we chat on creating a community for influencers and brands. Like a boss. In this series with over 10 episodes, I'm covering finding and being the ideal influencer, the platforms that matter, creating and growing campaigns, metric matters, features with better marketing, influencer marketing platforms, and insight into how we got Influencer Marketing Awards in 2019 as a brand. So let's create. To the Create Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. This is all about helping you create a life and a business you love, hands-on with tips, tools, and technology. It's about the freedom, freedom of expression, of time, of location, of community, and ultimately, financial freedom. I understand the struggle. I've been there. I've walked through and continue to walk through. Walking from fear to faith, devaluing to purity, self-hate to love, corporate to calling, and bondage to freedom. So it's been quite a journey, as you can see. I'm walking right there with you on your own journey to create a life and business you love. All the things about wellness, about media, about lifestyle, and travel. You will learn how I'm creating it and how you can create it too. So who am I? I'm Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur, a creator, and a traveler. I've walked through seven industries ranging in consulting, Welcome to Influencer Marketing. I am super excited to be here with Brett Owens, the founder of Affluencer, an all-in-one influencer marketing platform for brands and influencers and an incredible resource. We first connected months ago when I found the platform and was amazed at all the resources I found as an influencer, as a brand, for travel, for wellness, and lifestyle, you guys, it blew me away. I connected since then with Brett and Lisa, and Brett is here with us today as a graduate from Cornell University in engineering, as a co-founder and CEO of Chrometa, which was in the time tracking space as a co-founder at Lead Dynamo, focusing on affiliate and referral programs in minutes, then pivoting and expanding his skill set 
into being a chief investment strategist and focusing in the financial space as well as a best-selling author on how to retire on dividends and a founder now at Affluencer. Welcome this incredible family man, entrepreneur, Brett Owens. Thank you, Katrina. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much, uh, Brett. So talk to me about some highlights from your own story and maybe what were a couple of points that drove you to make some of those pivots, whether it was, you know, Lead Dynamo, whether it was Affluencer, because I think that's, that relates to so much of what's going on, you know, today. Yeah, good point, right? This, this is all about pivoting and making it happen. And one reason that I've had to do that several times is I'm not good at working for people or being told what to do. And uh, that's why I kind of got cast out of the corporate world. And it was a similar environment, 2008. And that's when uh, my bright idea uh, decided that I would start a company then. So that was uh, Chrometa, an idea of a friend, an attorney friend of mine who saw a, this brainchild of a, this ultimate time tracking product that would help him capture all these billable hours. Uh, we didn't know any better. So my, my friend and I, we kind of went off and, and we did that and ran with it. And he's still running the company um, to this day to bless, uh, you know, bless his heart mm-hmm. on that. And uh, it's funny, you kind of keep your ears open and stuff pops up. And that's what presented Lead Dino because as I'm figuring out, how uh, to sell time tracking software into, should we say, kind of an old school space in terms of uh, how they purchase technology. One thing that we had to set up was a referral program, an affiliate program. So we look around and weren't enamored with any of the off the shelf choices. Uh, If we were smart, we would have just picked one of them and gotten on with life. But being stubborn, we decided, well, let's build it ourselves. And then being really stubborn, so well, let's build it ourselves and see if we can spin it off as its own company. So that's how Lead Dino started. That was late 2012. 2013, we got it to market. It was kind of uh, uh, being the second time through, you, you kind of just get right get right to the point. We were selling it before it really, uh, shall we say, worked too well. We used to have like watermarks up on the website. We hadn't even paid for the stock photos. So people would call up and ask, you know, hey, is this like a real company? But it's funny. So they would they would buy it, uh, kind of hang out for a few months, and then and then inevitably cancel. We'd end up refunding them. But I think the point of getting something out there early and making people pay for it helped us really sharpen our focus, develop uh, develop the product along real lines, along what people are willing to pay for. Um, so that was that one. And then we got into the Shopify app store early in 2014, 2015. And then to this day, it's one of the top uh, two apps in the app store for affiliate marketing, one of the top marketing apps. So just kind of getting in there early. Um, and then that brings us to kind of the, our current, uh, shall we say, the current uh, venture or money pit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> is going to be our Affluencer, Affluencer website. And that was the need that we saw from Lead Dino, where people would come in and say, hey, uh, this is cool. Now what's my next step? I want people to sell my product for me. So I need you to get me in front of affiliates. And then in recent years, it turned into influencers. Everyone wanted to meet influencers. So we started an internal affiliate network. And um, then I kind of realized influencer thing was bigger. And then I realized the influencer thing was probably bigger than the current problem we were solving. 
So I set up a different company to kind of tackle that one. And that's what we're doing with Influencer and looking to get brands and the influencers, get them all hooked up in one space. So it's kind of funny. You keep your ears open. You see uh, the stuff come up. And then, um, you know, when you don't have anything to do during the day because you don't have a real job, you just kind of chase the stuff down. And that's what we end up doing here. I love it. So a couple of things that you said that really resonated with me and I think will resonate with a lot of people before we get into the focus point, just honoring your story as well, is you talked about a weight and some of what resonates for me on a personal level. I remember at the time being at an oil and gas company and support training and accounting. And to your point, that's when the market had a lot of different pivots and like what they're saying today is the market what's happening now hasn't been this low since 08. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the timing, right. the, you know, just the alignment, some of the similarities stand out to me massively. And then as you talked about filling the need, like with Lee Dynamo and paying attention to what people will pay for. That's always a great testing point. It's like I tell people, like, get out there sooner, figure out what people will pay for, whether it's on a small basis, you know, B2C, business to consumer, or a business to business basis, et cetera. And then you talked about 2012. And so it's, it's funny because that was 2011 was actually, I remember the point where I went full time entrepreneur. And then with Afluencer, you hit on again the same points. You already had the experience in the affiliates, which as you mentioned, it's mirrored, it's similar. But then now with influencer, the social media, the control of the community, there's a lot of different factors that, you know, people are tuning into. And I'm sure you're seeing that, you know, as we dive into creating community with influencers and brands, influencers, you know, it's evolved so much over the last several years, right? Initially, it was like, oh, brands were like, let me just throw money over here and let me see what happens. Kind of like the dot-com bubble, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, from an influencer basis. And then, you know, I think from my side, like as I look at things from like a strategy finance background, like from my past, more and more I think of brands have got to be thinking more and more and more on return on investment and on longer term engagements, so before we dive into and, and any thoughts on any of that initially? Yeah, yeah, that's a great kind of run through. So I, I did. I had that 2008 deja vu moment a few weeks ago as I'm trying to keep up with my work and grow a company. My wife's next to me. She's working from home. And next to us is our five year old daughter who is now going to school at home. And it's Pouring, and we live in California, so usually pretty nice out here. Yes. Well, it's pouring down rain, and uh, you know I'm always following the markets, and, and the stock market's down another eight percent or whatever that day. And she kind of looks at me. She's like, "What is the world ending?" I'm like, "Well, this is every twelve years or so. It feels like the world's ending. So it never quite ends, but you know, for a while, you just kind of take it." I said, "Just pretend we're in a substance abuse recovery program. We, take <laughs> one we just kind of get through it. So that's uh, that's how you kind of step through." Uh, these these moments for sure. Um, but to your uh, uh, more recent and probably more relevant point than mine. No, 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 it's uh, fine. I'm going to talk about that too because it's super relevant yeah. for everyone right now. But go ahead. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's a time. It's a time to pivot. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, a great opportunity now. I just uh, actually I'm always giving our uh, team a, a pep talk, and now I I feel like the old guy at uh, 
38 years where I'm, you know, one foot in the grave from a startup standpoint on that, but I'm giving them lectures. Like, hey, back in my day, we started this time tracking company. It was 2008. It was a great time because our competitors relied on venture capital. They couldn't get them. And I was, I was, I was too naive and too new. Nobody was going to fund me, especially without uh, money flowing around. So we, you know, you have to bootstrap and that's what you do during times like this. So um, we'll get into that. And I think to your point on the brands, these guys are, and I, I've actually been doing training for um, some of our merchants over on the affiliate marketing side of things where they're, they want to know what to do um, in the, in the influencer world. And I think, you know, when I think about where the influencer world came from, the, the sort of that old school affiliate, that was like the original influencer to me. Like if you go back 15 years ago, 20 years ago, where you had a blogger and they had readers and legit, legit followers. And if you're a brand, that's who you wanted to partner with. Affiliate marketing, it got a little, you know, a little skeevy during the uh, uh, last five or 10 years where all of a sudden you've got guys sitting in their mom's basement overseas somewhere and they're just scraping the last click. And as a brand, if you're paying for a Google ad, I don't want an affiliate stepping in between a click I'm going to get anyway, and then I've got to pay them a commission. So that's where I think the affiliate game kind of took a hit. And then we've kind of got this influencer thing launched off of it, which is a it's, it's a new term, but not necessarily a new idea. I think you've got these new platforms, which has enabled anyone, Instagram, YouTube, pick your medium and you can go with it. You don't need that. Uh, you need to write a thousand words a day on a blog. So that's really opened that up. But of course, with, as you said, with anything new, uh, people think, well, influencers, OK, I'm going to throw a bunch of money. I'm going to have a girl in bikini uh, show something. And the, why does this not work for me? It's like any marketing where you need, I kind of say there's two things you want. One is you want the influencer who has the, the, the followers, the fans who you want to get in front of. So, so their audience has to be aligned with your product, has to be somebody who say, okay, I would love to get in front of that audience. All sorts of niches available and we can get into those if you would like. And then the second thing is you want the influencers to have the engaged followers uh, and we're not talking about you know counts. We're talking about the likes, comments, the, the, the fans who are in tune, podcast listeners. They're listening to your podcast. They feel like they know Katrina, even though uh, they may not. Uh, they might not, may not talk to you on a daily basis, but you're in their earbuds. Uh, you're going around the house as they're multitasking other things, so they feel like they know you. And uh, that's the uh, um, you know that's the what you want as a brand. You want somebody like a Katrina to. Uh, if you know your listeners are who they're trying to get in front of, that you're you're kind of that medium. But it does depend, of course, on the on the relevancy of what they're what they're doing with respect to what you're talking about. Also, so it, it's kind of marketing 101. But as you said, people lose their minds every so often and kind of forget forget the basics. So that's what it seems like it's coming back around to mm-hmm. is those um, those targeted basics. No, absolutely. So a couple of things on what you said. So one, so I did a live earlier today and one way that I started the live was I asked people, are you home alone like me or are you juggling a full house? So obviously oh, yeah. you're mm-hmm. juggling a full house where all of you- We've got the full house. I actually, I'm, we're lucky. I have a, my office is a few blocks away and we can peel off and it is, I mean, you know, sanctuary i'll alternate with my uh you know if my wife has a call she needs to take with nobody else around um you know she can come here so yeah it's nice so we don't quite have the kids running around 
So at least um, you have, to your point, some you have some flexibility and some boundaries to where you're at least able to still have that somewhat of that separation. Because there's obviously pros I, and cons to yeah. both. There are, yeah. And I remember 08, I, 08, you know, we did not have kids yet. We just had a couple of dogs running around. <laughs> For and, babies. And, uh, yeah. And, I, and then I was working, uh, working out of my house and just kind of working all the time because that's what you did. So just kind of started my company working all the time, laptop on my lap. Didn't have the separation, but you know, that's, that's kind of what you do when you're starting off. You just, Mm -hmm. you're always grinding, you're working, you're working away and you're just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, it depends what what point in your life you're at. If, as you, you know, if you're around and you've got kids coming up to you, it's going to be harder, um, to say, well, I, uh, you know, I can't, can't talk right now because you're there. You're there, so you're fair game. So, no, and to your point, uh, you want to, because I think part of it is too, because I mean, I'm not a mom yet, but I can imagine it also gives you more time with the kids, which is also great. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have that separation because then when you're with the kids, you're with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I did flake on a phone call yesterday because I don't, <laughs> I try not to have my phone around, but a million things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like what she was pretty understanding and we'll talk, we're going to catch up later today, but uh, that, that's what that was, you know, with the kids. So the phone's down mm-hmm. and then you look at it two hours later and realize you missed, you missed a meeting in the middle of the like, day. Oops, sorry. Um, I was but, playing, you know, whatever I was doing, but sorry. No, I love yeah, that. Yeah. And I mean, and I think to your point, you know, it's not fair if it's like, no, I can't talk right now because again, they're there and this is also an important time for them. So um, a couple of things I wanted to hit on too, that you talked about recovery and then the bootstrapping. And I think now a lot of people are waking up to things that, oh, I could have been doing influencer marketing sooner. Oh, I could have been doing more on social media online sooner. But I think it's pushing people much faster now because it's, you know, a necessity beyond their comfort zones, like what we see happening. And then I love what you talked about with the original affiliates and what comes to mind. Like I remember, you know, listening to or hearing about Tony Robbins, you know, growing up or like, you know, the last couple of years going to Brendan Bouchard's events, Shailene Johnson's courses, you know, and to your point, a lot of what they did was your typical affiliate you know, more so focused because again, that was the focus, you know, 10, 20 years ago, et cetera. So yeah. anything else that you want to add on any of that before I dive into more on the influencer marketing piece? Well, your point on these brands having to figure out um, digital mm-hmm. right now because everything's digital. Everything's being forced to be digital and we don't know how long it's going to have to be, but probably longer than people can survive not doing digital stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a way they're still, and I was giving this pep talk to one of our team members um, this morning where he was worried about, and then I had to turn into the old guy of the internet again. Telling <laughs> him how, uh, you know, it's okay to start businesses. I say, when, you know, when, in 08 and people ask me how business was, I said, well, it's always bad. We're a startup. We've never had, we never had a, a real business. So we don't know any different. We're just going to keep building. You through keep it. going until you and, get there. Yeah, exactly. So you, but you do have big brands who have, good businesses and they've got a lot of it, but a lot of it's brick and mortar. And now is the really that time where, you know, they're, they're as, as, as you know, from the companies that you work with, they are rushing to figure out uh, how they can move more and more online. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's that sort of disruption, Hey, it's opportunity for, for people like for us, the, for influencers, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial people. Well, and to your point, even like I think back some of my background, you know, and relating it to influencer marketing specifically, you know, whether it's wellness, whether it's, you know, retail, for example, like taking retail right now, you know, all the malls, everything brick and mortar is completely shut down. And when I worked at Victoria's Secret, you know, and also a couple other brands like Forever 21, et cetera, 
even then, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago, I would be like, why are you carrying all this inventory? Why are you carrying this amount of risk? Because if you have to shut down or you can't sell this, even if you don't shut down, but you can't sell this, that's capital, that's cash flow. And so now to your point, like nobody walked into 2020, oh, we're going to have a global pandemic and everything's going to be shut down. And now you have millions to billions of inventory sitting there. You know, and in my brain, like talking to, you know, different restaurants or different things, it was like, hey, why don't you go online? Why don't you create cooking classes? Why don't you talk to the chef? Do a chef experience, get people to pay for a subscription every month. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, this is where everything's going. You know, not realizing yeah, how profound. And, and these are things that, right. And that would have been good advice in 2019. Well, but, but I now, was giving it, but they weren't listening. They weren't listening. And I'm like, this is why, like, again, sometimes it takes people that wake up call and, you know, whatever is happening in so, so many different ways, obviously. Um, so on the influencer piece, you hit on several points. First, talking about influencers, right? The followers and the fans. Sure how relatable they are, the aligned audience, their niche, the engagement. So I love that you talked about the engagement because to your point, someone can have 10,000, 100,000, a million followers, but do you really have a community? Are you capturing them off the platform? And do people actually listen to your guidance? Do they actually go and do what you're recommending? And are you an influencer that's loyal and can you help a brand monetize? So like as you've been building, you know, influencer or as you see the future of influencer marketing with, you know, where the past has been, what do you think is going to be really, really important from an influencer side for them to be super mindful of and start pivoting? Like you talked about the podcast, you talked about them being known, like what else? It's going to be about long-term relationships, like, and it, it's the same from the merchant standpoint. So the restaurants you're encouraging to do monthly subscriptions, the, the software world, the VCs uh, in Silicon Valley, they've been pushing their software companies for 10 years to go to recurring subscriptions, monthly models. Um, you, you talked about it with, like, of course, these old school brands. The, the mall stores, the restaurants, if you're an influencer, you, you want, you want, you want to think the same way. You want long-term relationships. We don't necessarily, necessarily want to sell an Instagram post for $160. Cause once we're done, we're done. We want that brand to be, you know, paying us every month and we want a, a, an ongoing collaboration. Mm-hmm. To me, it's kind of a win-win from the brand standpoint. You want that person um, out there talking to their audience. I also, as a brand, or marketing manager, what I kind of almost want to do is I want to outsource my new uh, recruitment to the, these people. So I want them to be talking to their audience. I also want to make them in charge of growing their audience. So I don't want to get in front of the same people every month. I want them to go and find the new people that I want to get in front of. Mm-hmm. But if they are, are able to do that, I'm more than willing to um, pay for that. So from the influencer side, and this is, it, it, it's kind of an education on both sides, mm-hmm. the affiliate people that I've been working with or affiliate merchants, they love the commission thing. They love, okay, I'm just going to pay a percentage of sales. And that way I'm always, I'm always in the black on things. A little bit of a re-education there. And I've been trying to tell them like, okay, this is great. You're also going to get what you pay for. Nobody's ever heard of what you're selling. And if you're offering a percentage 
To an influencer, that may be a percentage of nothing. So if you want to get somebody's attention, you got to be willing to pay up front. That's kind of what happens in the influencer world. Then if we look from the influencer side of things, we want to you know, kind of convince that company that they can not only pay us up front, but also pay us on a continual basis mm-hmm. and have that ROI. So I think mm-hmm. it's, that's where we're going. We want kind of these long-term, um, long-term arrangements. So from the influencer side, that's absolutely what we want. I don't think we want to – you don't want to be out there having a hunt for your next um, – meal, especially these days, you know, these long-term kind of relationships are good. Um, that way you don't have to spend as much time recruiting your next collab opportunity, mm-hmm. spend more time doing what you're doing content. And of course, recruiting the new mm-hmm. followers, mm-hmm. but then, you know, it flows back to the brands. No, that's awesome to hear from your standpoint and experience too, because literally I was doing, so as part of this series, we're already five episodes in on the influencer marketing series. Mm-hmm. And it's ramping up to be over a 17-part series. So clearly a lot of, to your point, content. And what I've found is exactly, and even in, you know, being in the space now since 2016, is more and more and more on the influencer side when, you know, people, whether it's me, whether it's someone else, et cetera, because as you know, we work on both sides, that I'm always thinking, okay, from that same background, you know, strategy wise, you know, finance wise, business wise, I'm always thinking, okay, if I'm thinking like a brand, then I want to work with someone that can bring me multiple channels, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, blogs, podcasts. I want to work with someone that has, you know, a community. I want to work with someone that has, um, you know, an online platform and live things so that I can plug in and be placed like sponsorships, Mm -hmm. placements, et cetera. And then I want long term because if I'm sitting at as a, you know, marketing director or, you know, uh, chief marketing officer, you know, whatever title it is, I don't want to chase down one off, you know, person to do one post. And then again, next month I'm chasing again to fulfill my awareness. And then people are like, wait, Susie just did this. Now it's Joe and Susie stops. So there's no continuity. And then from an influencer standpoint, or actually still on the brand standpoint, the commission is a great intro to your point because it gets people like aware. It gets people to start being excited And then especially if you're providing things as a brand, like we provide a lot of leverage or, you know, free products or experiences, press trips, et cetera. So, you know, that's a great starter way. But immediately my brain went to exactly what you're saying is like some people won't move unless there's a dollar sign. It could be the best opportunity in the world. And I'll even use like recently I do some like the community work with Airbnb and I am not an influencer with them. But they ended up hosting me on an adventure because of the community work. So I'm open to those things. But I remember a time in the past where I wasn't. And I know a lot of people aren't. So my brain went to, well, if you're an influencer and you have all this, or if I you know, start working with brands that see that long-term vision, in effect, I can get them to pay for influencers that promote us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, reminds me, we this is what we would do on the Lead Dino side when I managed our own affiliate program. So this is an affiliate software company with their own affiliate program. So you know, people watch and want to see this kind of working for us. But that was our 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 strategy was in that spirit where to 
advertised with somebody, I was fine paying a little bit of money up front. Um, my goal was always to, if I could get it to more commission or long-term, we would do that. Um, but that's where if we could pay up front, it's good to get somebody's attention, let them know you're serious. They're going to spend time doing what they're doing, uh, whether they're doing a, a blog post for you, social media campaigns, all the above. And, uh, but then I would try to pay them. We would pay out monthly because I wanted them to get used to my monthly check and have it be sort of an ongoing relationship in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So that was always my goal from the brand side. Let's get onto some sort of monthly relationship so that, you know, we're serious and then uh, they're going to be serious also because it's part of their, part of their income is part of their profit and loss, mm-hmm. part of their mm-hmm. top line commitment. No. And to your point, I mean, exactly. It's getting into that, the long-term relationship. And then from an influencer standpoint or any entrepreneur, people want stable cash flow. Like that's what they're mm-hmm. after. And if you're doing a hundred dollar post here, you know, $50, a thousand, whatever it is, but you don't know what's happening next month or you haven't pitched adequately for the pipeline, which as you know, that's a whole nother skill set that also people get to learn as an entrepreneur that it can be feast or famine. Easily. That's right. So, and nobody <laughs> wants to be there. Um, so with that, from a collaboration standpoint, what have you seen work really well on the online space and or beyond what we've talked about? Anything else or on the live event side or even travel? Because obviously, like when I was digging through and applying to several of yours that are on there, which I got responses like right away. And same thing, I was leveraging them as an influencer and or as a brand. It's like, hey, I can do this. Or if you want to talk more on this, we can also have that conversation because you guys have so many resources. I remember in one day, I think I applied for over like 40 opportunities. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just ran through them. Literally, because I get laser focused. It's like, okay, here's, I literally have a pitch portal. Why wouldn't I sit here and, you know, laser focus as opposed to like gathering those resources alone? can take so much time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what we try to distill down. And those are some of the questions that we get from um, both sides of the fence. You know, one that I actually hear from both sides is uh, legitimacy. And to be fair, in the back in the affiliate world, that's something they could, you know, they've struggled with. Um, how do I know I'm from both sides? How do I know as, a, as an affiliate that I'm going to get paid? I'm sending all this traffic. I'm owed these commissions. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you see it where, um, you know, they, they may or may not get paid. And you'll see it from the brand standpoint, they don't necessarily have control over how the affiliates um, doing that. And that's something that we found to work well in terms of what we're doing is just adding that legitimacy where I'm willing to say, you know, if, if, if we're talking to a brand and they have questions about how our influencers operate, we do, we do a lot of coverage, kind of try to cover as much as we can. Um, there are influencers that we can personally vouch for and, you know, we're, we're happy to do that because if, if, you know, if they're on our site, we either, they either, you know, they've checked out from what we can see. And if we get wind that there's something not going on well from a brand standpoint or an influencer standpoint, we're just, we're just going to take them off the site. Um, so, you know, we do our best to kind of do that third party endorsement on it. And I think that helps from. Uh, in terms of those collaborations, but, um, you know, in terms of the flavor of it, I mean, everything is moving obviously online, you know, travel, I think tra- travel will, will come back really big once it comes back. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you know, it, for, for now it's, uh, for now it's a pivot. Fortunately, a lot of the travel influencers that we see, they, they, they wear a few different hats. 
so they can go into something else. They can do a little fashion, fitness, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh, I kind of corresponding with people this morning. We're working on a fitness influencer roundup and some real cool things. A lot of on-demand, a lot of on-demand stuff going, a lot mm-hmm. of on-demand classes. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to help promote in the piece is just talking about, hey, here's these cool on-demand options. Mm-hmm. By the way, you are a brand. Get here. I mean, get here when you know, we know a lot of fitness companies, ironically, they're all sold out of product right now. Everyone hogged all the kettlebells and dumbbells mm-hmm. across the, the nation, but they will make more. And these are the types of influencers that, that you want. They're doing their on-demand boot camps. Mm-hmm. They're doing their classes online. Everything has been moved from that in-person online. And this is who you want to be partnering up with. So this is where the opportunity is today. Um, you also see a lot of the, a lot of the influencers. I mean, everyone's taking a, everyone's taking a hit. There's all this uncertainty out there. Some brands are just, especially the bigger ones. Cause you know, big companies, to be honest, they're short-sighted. They, they look at wall street. They've got to just cut costs. Um, they know next quarter, their quarterly earnings are going to be hit and that's going to hurt their stock price. So, um, they're, they're very coin operated. They're thinking short term. So this is a good, nice time, time to hook up with the smaller um, companies, the smaller brands who are just going to build through this and look to not to 2020, but they're looking to 2023 and they want to build this certain company. And that's who you want to, uh, I think that's who you want to be working with during times like this. No, absolutely. You brought up so many things there. I'm taking notes on my phone the whole time. So that way I hit on all the points. So I love that you talked about the legitimacy. So that way you're giving comfort to both the influencer as well as to the brands. And like you said, if there's a you know, an impact to that relationship, you're addressing it and removing it right away. And um, side note, the roundup that um, your team did on, uh, for me with the, on the influencer side, Ask Furchie was one of the other ones that I was in that same roundup and I connected with her and we actually did a feature on her in our last social media series as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's also awesome. another byproduct and result of that. Once I saw that roundup, I started like connecting with the other young ladies in that roundup for that wellness and lifestyle piece and ask Furchie Christiana was awesome. And she responded super like fast, diligently and, um, provided like super great photos on the blog feature in the podcast and just overall great, great energy, great vibe. So I think that was another like testament to who you guys are spotlighting. And that was a great experience to have as a fe- first feature through you guys. That's awesome. So as a side note, absolutely. And then um, to your point, the online demand, I've absolutely found that to be the case. And from a pivot standpoint, so ClassPass, which I'm sure you're familiar with, they've mm-hmm. been recently pushing more and more online. So they reached out to me today on some things because I said, Hey, you don't have anything on nutrition. You've got all these workout stuff. So, I mean, sure I can do that too, but you already have all these people. So let me pivot and let me just play in the nutrition space and do some stuff in the kitchen. So, I mean, there's so many ways to leverage and now to also the other point, like with travel. So if you're not familiar, like some travel sites, which I'm sure you are book retreats, retreat guru, we travel, they've been recently now starting to list more things online. And they're asking for more things like online portals, online resources, because they realize now like all these, you know, retreat center owners, all these retreat leaders that some, to your point, have online offerings, but some don't. And now they're being pushed to pivot like massively. So on that side, and I agree with you, I think completely like once this shifts, I think the travel demand is going to go through the roof because people are already like, I'm already thinking like I had all these trips planned for 2020. 
I don't know how soon XYZ is going to happen. You know, I'm part of She's Wonderful, which I can definitely send you a link on that. It's a huge travel community. And they had their original travel conference scheduled in um, April. And now they've rescheduled to November, but honestly, I'm like, uh, like I don't, oh, no. like yeah. I don't know, it guys. Be, like yeah. I love the optimism. Like I'm all about faith, but at the same time, like I'm looking at what's happening. You know, from a natural standpoint, I'm like, I'm not going to make any executive decisions on anything till probably September for that event. Yep, yep, makes sense. Yeah, it feels like until there's a vaccine out, all bets are off. And if you're a year out of that, then. Yeah. Well, and then to your point, you just hit on the head. You know, I, I did in one of my recent podcasts and episodes, I said, you know, 2020 reflections. I said, as part of that, you guys like look at, I look at, I don't watch the news. I look at New York Times and The Guardian like twice a week for like 20, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. That's it. Because I'm like, I, I see what's going on. I don't want to get sucked into the vortex. That's why you're so upbeat. <laughs> Thank you. You had a secret. I totally received that. And so I said, if you look at the vaccine stats, even if things go great, and of course there's a lot of pressure because obviously we're in a completely unprecedented time, like even if things go great, it's going to be somewhere between nine months to 18 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until then, who knows, right? Exactly. So, that's, so but there's a, we know they're going to keep the internet up or we hope. If they don't, then we got nothing anyway. Then so we're we'll back to like literally 1920 and the Great Depression and you're just sitting at home like, can I go outside? Can I not? Like what's happening? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the Great Depression with streaming. So we've got better entertainment options now. <laughs> literally. Exactly. So no. So those are super great points from an influencer side and on the collaborations and then hitting on the brand points that you made. So this definitely resonates from my corporate days and especially with your publicly traded companies, your bigger companies, you're going to have for the most part, the short sightedness, what's happening in the quarter, what's happening in 2020. Now, granted, you're going to have a couple rebels. You're going to have a couple of those that push the envelope. But depending on how things continue to develop, they may get more reserved in spending, so to speak. So Yeah, that's, yeah, they're, uh, I think that's what you see. And, and you know, the, the rebels probably will be like the Jeff Bezoses and Zuckerbergs. They keep kind of doing what they do. They've got control. They can still kind of raise money with their stock price. Uh, but yeah, by and large, you'll see companies cut. Unfortunately, if you work with big brands, you've probably seen a lot of stuff cut. I've heard from influencers who, um, I mean, geez, all of a sudden it, it turned overnight where uh, some brands, they just cut. It's a it's a knee-jerk reaction. And then, oh, by the way, now they're locked into their homes, wherever, whatever country uh, they are in. So it's something that uh, if we can, uh, and this is where we're kind of looking to pivot our approach, if we can kind of help get people locked in, of course, first and foremost, get them hooked up with the brands that are spending. And there are brands. I mean, there's money. There, there's still money flowing around out there. Um, just because GDP drops does not mean that it went to, you know, GDP is non-existent. There's still money being spent. And that's kind of the point here is that we're, we're young, we're flexible, we're all mm-hmm. nimble here and, and we can go and we can go, you know, we just got to find where uh, that is and create, kind of create our own opportunity. Um, out of that. So look at the brands that are spending. I will actually add one, um, uh, another thing on the brand side. And this is something again, that we've been working with uh, brands, especially from the affiliate world when they are 
say uh, newer brands trying to establish themselves, they might have a store up on Shopify. They have a good product they believe in and they're trying to get it to market. I always like to encourage them to say, hey, uh, be glad you're not a big brand. I mean, everyone can be a, a, an ambassador for certain products and they've got a million ambassadors out there. You give your influencers the ability to take something unique out to their followers. So that's another way the influencers can look at mm-hmm. it and say, hey, brands that are still growing. Mm-hmm you might be the only person who's partnering with them in your little circle. So it's not like you're doing the same posts that um, everyone else in the neighborhood is. So that gives you something also a nice little unique spin where these companies that are up and coming from that brand standpoint, mm-hmm. they may be the good ones to kind of work with and you know grow with long-term. Mm-hmm. No. And to your point, I think more and more and more it's about community. And even as we were thinking, you know, and I was thinking like how to leverage the brand side it was all about what can we be unique in, you know, like in the online space, in the press trip space, in the retreats, because it's okay, we don't do this right now, or we don't have this, but what unique experience can we drive that others don't have and or you can pivot faster. So talk about, speaking of which, talk about where you guys are, like you talked about more online offerings, more roundups with that. Anything else in as far as pivoting and what you guys are seeing for the next month, three months, you know, 2020, et cetera, from your side? Oh, sure. Yeah, Katrina. Yeah, here's where we are at as a um, company. So we spent, uh, you know, 2019 really ramping up, um, ramping up the website. And I guess that was a bit of a long term view on that where I, you know, just looked at Lee Dino's case. So, okay, well, what did I do in 2015 that I'm happy I did today? And one was just investing in the website, lots of content, lots of coverage. We threw a lot of stuff against the wall just to see what would, what would stick, but also just building up the website traffic, which helped us tremendously. Um, later, I guess it was later last year, we kind of noticed the need, almost kind of like the need for uh, these influencer roundups where I noticed uh, – Many influencers know their platform well. Many are one platform. Um, you know, you're one of the few. You're, you're a unicorn, Katrina. You got the multiple <laughs> platforms. Like, Thank you. I received uh, that. We have many, many, many influencers know their platform. They may have a YouTube. Uh, they got their YouTube channel crank, and they got their Instagram feed popping. They don't necessarily have a page, a simple web page that shows how great they are. And how a brand and a lot of brands, you know, I mean, they're they're web based creatures, so they're looking for that online resume. So, you know, I talk to our content manager. I say, hey, what if we tried to be LinkedIn for you know doing the old Silicon Valley thing? You know, oh, we're Uber for pets, you know. So, so I said, hey, what if we're LinkedIn for influencers? We give a uh, little ability do an online resume. So um, we started building an app, but of course, you never, you know, I don't like to just wait for stuff to be built. So then, in parallel, we started doing these roundups on our uh, web page. They got very popular and our, uh, we had one that was featuring uh, 50 plus um, demographic influencers that made it to the top of Google. And it was just seven folks that we had featured. And we opened that up to our community and said, Hey, if you're interested in being featured, we'll do a short uh, little interview with you. We'll get you up on the post. And it was, it was cool. So we ended up going from seven to 23 people on the post and lo and behold, Google crawled that thing right away and they put it up in the zero spot. So it was like, you know, right top of the order. So that was cool. And I uh, figured, hey, why don't we start doing this across all our categories? So we're going to do fitness next. We have a big, uh, nice post that's doing really well in the fitness brands. So it's a way to get the influencers in our community up there 
and uh, get traffic going to these pages. And then what we're going to piggyback on top of that is we're going to have our app, which will give you the ability to have your own listing. And again, that'll be your LinkedIn where brands can connect with you. But you can kind of public, like there will be a public link also that you can share. And that will be your online resume. We do the styling. We got our designer, um, Kim's her name. She's awesome. So she'll do the design on it. Uh, we'll do the write-up. So there's not much you need to do other than kind of give us your give us your blessing on it or anything that you would like to see mm-hmm. covered. So that's where we're that's where we're going in the in the weeks and you know by the end of the quarter here. Um, that's what we're looking forward to rolling out. No, I love it. Your team's awesome. Like even with the responses, you know the the uh, videos, you know the other roundup that they did on the brand side, which I uh, will also be sharing in a separate episode. I already did the episode on the podcast and the social series, like you saw on the social piece with me, Ferchi, you know, several others, but on the brand side, I'll be sharing within this series as well. So no, they did great. And I, the video that they sent us, so no, awesome job on content. And what, with what you were saying, so many things I think resonated. And I think it's really important for both influencers and brands to hear this, like the content piece with the coverage and the web traffic. Like, so you're really focusing on that foundational piece that you're constantly basically funneling, funneling in from an online aspect, the long-term game. So I could definitely see that. And then I like, love the idea of, you know, the roundups to your point, because then you're, it's the fundamental piece, right? Of the golden rule. People love to be featured. People love to be recognized. It's speaking to the human nature aspect. And I saw you doing it. I want to say like one or two other sites. And I said, wait a minute, we should have a creator series. Wait a minute. I should have a publication on all this stuff on Medium. Because like on Medium, I didn't see, they didn't even have a travel publication. Oh, funny. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you don't even have a travel publication? Like no one's picked that up yet. But it made me realize like, oh, the majority of people here are writers or marketers or, you know, entrepreneurs, but not, there was maybe like a couple people. I mean, there's people in the travel space, but no one created a travel publication. So I was like, oh, that's easy. That's an easy to your point, like niche and SEO builder, um, like recognizing that. And you hit the nail on the head with a lot of influencers live on Instagram, live on YouTube and have no web presence. And I encourage them like you guys, set up a media kit, set up at least a one pager, because to your point, brands are going to the website. They're right. They're they're web based -based creatures, corporate, corporate creatures, even, even the smaller brands, right. They're they're, they're using the web and absolutely on the media kit. And yeah, if they can do a one pager now, I know, I mean, if you're, if you're not a web person, I I get it. You got to get a, uh, someone to design that one pager or you got to set up something with Wix or you got to do this or that. And I, I get it. It's, it's, it's a pain. And if you can get that done by someone else and we're hoping to be that someone else or one of those, somebody else's where you can just say, okay, get, get me my one pager and get me my brands. And I don't want to have to deal with this. Here's my Instagram feed. Pull this through. No, Here's and exactly my, here, here to you knew, you knew that because of your background, same like, you know, from like my aspect, but to your point, a lot of people don't know that or they don't realize the importance of it. So providing that as leverage or as a tool, you know, is amazing. So anything else on uh, that you want to highlight as far as 2020, 2021 from the brand or influencer side, whether it's management, whether it's social media, whether it's 
you know, on the agency side, you know, things to be aware of from an educational standpoint, you know, anything else that comes to mind, you know, as far as like refining, uh, you know, whether you want to talk about refining campaigns, whether you want to talk about metrics, educational pieces, anything in that kind of space, like more, you know, like earlier we were talking more, I would say, high school, and then we've kind of gone into undergrad. So now going kind of into grad sure. school, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Grad, grad school. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. If we're looking at our masters here, our uh, masters in influencing, I think the, the, the metrics that and probably the undergrad metrics were the number of followers. We touched on engagement, um, but really it is going to be those types of engagement rates, so those are kind of dialed in. So that's, you know, the likes and the comments. And, and Facebook, from, if you're a brand doing advertising, or I guess even if you're an influencer doing ads, they do look at engagement rates in terms of how much they're going to show an ad. So even if you're giving them money, I have seen some very smart Facebook ad people say that you need to spend a certain amount of your budget just on engagement, just touchy-feely type stuff. Um, but if you're looking to even get ahead of that curve on the influencer standpoint, I think whatever additional metrics you can come up with on previous collaborations, capture those and let's get them into that media kit. If we can, I mean, that's something we are happy to work with you on, uh, in our influencer app to get those up and captured. Cause I think this is a time where you almost want to define what those next, next set of metrics are, are going to be. If we're putting our, you know, putting ourselves and putting ourselves in the shoes of a marketing manager, marketing director, CMO, like we were talking earlier, what are they thinking? They're thinking return on investment. That's their thing. So what, what's their return? So we can even take that engagement a half step further and package something that's going to give them confidence in that return on investment. You know, that's really, that's really talking to them. And this is something you can stash away in your online media kit on, in the web world that the uh, corporate types and uh, small businesses inhabit. So, you know, you don't even have to who cares about this stuff on your Instagram feed, but thinking ahead, thinking where it's all going, that's where it's all ultimately going to go is towards that ROI. So whatever you capture on that for what you're doing today, stuff you've done in the past, take some time, capture it more specific, the better examples of your work. Um, you know, that is all going to be really great stuff going forward. No, I love it. A couple of things that came to mind as you were talking on that. One, I love that you talked about the aspect of ads because obviously ads are a whole nother medium that people can leverage and take a percentage of, let's say they're doing collaborations. They can take a percentage of that cash flow if they're an influencer and leverage ads. If you're a brand and you already have that ROI on the influencer marketing side, leverage that into ads or vice versa, depending on how you started. And then on your influencer app, out of curiosity, as you're building out the media kit slash metrics, will, like you mentioned, they'll be able to have a, you know, basically like a snapshot media kit. And then will you be tracking, say, ROI from a standpoint of, you know, campaign metrics like engagement, but also like sales with bitlies and things like that? Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, let me pull up our uh, pull up our mockup while we are because that's where here. my brain goes. Like when I'm thinking, so now I'm switching from Katrina, the influencer, to the brand yep. side. 
like mm-hmm. when I'm looking at things, what's the ROI both that we're bringing, say, in reach, but then what's the ROI that we're bringing like across the full supply chain? And then how long does it take before the average person with our current community, right, purchases? Mm-hmm. Because yep. that's super, as you know, that's super great data. Like I'm working on my influencer marketing book right now, and that's super great data for people to know hey, on average, this is what it takes for a retail purchase. This is what it takes for a wellness purchase, you know, across XYZ mm-hmm. demographics. That's great. You might have our next killer feature here, Katrina. <laughs> Thank our, you. You already called me a spotlight. unicorn. <laughs> we'll put this right in. No, I love it. I love it. And uh, that's a good thing about uh, talking with uh, smart, very smart people and partners like yourself uh, when you. we're so early on here because we can kind of come up with it. And uh, roll with it, yeah. Side note, have you looked at, out of curiosity, People Map? I have not, no. You might want to look at People Map. Okay. It might give you some ideas. Okay. Yeah, but have, okay. you, have you looked at People Map and have you looked at Activate? Nope. Yeah, look at those two. Those are some okay. I talked about in the earlier series oh. because I've done a lot of work with them. And then, okay. Cool. And then also Perlu, P-E-R-L-U. Okay. And I can follow up on those and send you emails too. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll send them to you an email. Um, so whoever's been tuning into the series, they know I've been talking about it. So just to kind of give you, and I'll mention this in the email and I'll just recap it in case, you know, people are listening from your audience and they're like, well, what's she talking about? I don't want to go listen to a whole new episode right now. So Activate is one of the older players in the space. And they really niche down into influencer marketing from both the influencer side and the brand side. And on the brand side, they solely work on like a monthly retainer type basis, et cetera. And they don't do influencer management. So they really just focus on the brand retainer and influencers operate for free, which is obviously typical. And then their campaign platform is extremely efficient. So like, for example, our campaign platform right now is more of like an app process. You're more of like a hub right now, but it may interest you to see like the campaign side of what they've built out. Um, Perlu, and I'll send you my profile so you can see like what the profiles look like. And you'll also be able to see Perlu generate. So it's super valuable from an influencer side because we get access to collabs all the time. But then they dually function. So they kind of remind me of you in a different way. They dually function on the brand side. And on the brand side, they allow me to build packs. And I have, for example, packs, which are basically huddles of influencers. And I have huddles of influencers of over 700 million in reach. So it gives me quick reach. So like a couple of years ago, my big problem, you know, as you know, like every, as an entrepreneur, you're always solving the next problem, right? So my big problem was like, how do I get, or how do we get a large amount of reach all in one place and activate and Perlu solved a lot of those problems. So then it became, okay, how do I narrow down now to conversion and to sales and how quick are those going to happen? Yeah. Right. So, um, and then People Map, just to kind of give everyone insight into People Map, it's founded by a young lady. Uh, I may be mispronouncing her name right now. Uh, Pino or Peno, she's amazing, super high energy, lots of resources on her site. And it's it essentially, you can create like a deck on the influencer side, but then you can search on the engagement side for a brand and see who's done collaborations with who recently. 
So it helps you kind of narrow down for potential pitches or brands. And then you can create an ROI, like a, basically a snapshot on ROI, at least on the engagement piece. Interesting. Awesome. So yeah, that'll give you like some different tools and different ways and different ideas. So, okay, cool. Um, those just came to mind, like from an aspect of what you guys are creating. Any That's other, awesome. Absolutely. Any other thoughts or questions or comments or just any wisdom you want to leave everyone with? Yeah, I think big picture. If I just hang in there, <laughs> stuff can get better. Absolutely. <laughs> Trying so, to tell our, 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 our babysitter who, uh, you know, had her senior year canceled. I'm like, the world normally isn't this, uh, this, this depressing. Oh my so goodness. That's you so- just kind of hang in there. But if, if you build through this uh, bright, you know, brighter days ahead, you'll look back with finals three, five years ago into this period. So not a bad time to bury yourself in, in your business, what you're building, yeah. kind of keep that optimism. There's opportunity out there. Uh, so go find it. Not like there's a lot of uh, entertainment around right now anyway. <laughs> so it's a good time to Good time to be working and uh, building your business. And again, you know, 2021, 22, it'll all be, uh, you look back on these times, and, um, you know, either with fondness or, or you won't even remember how, uh, how we were holding up. To your point, Brett, I love what you talked about. Like one, I feel like I feel for her because I remember my senior year avidly, you know, and a lot of people, you know, their weddings are being canceled, you know, so many different yep. things. So I definitely feel for them. But to your point, you know, there's a lot of things I think we took for granted or that we thought we were in control. And this shows us, and I think, you know, on the other side of this, you know, either people won't remember, but I think like for myself, and I think a lot of people will be even more grateful. You know, like I'm already imagining when I'm going to be on a plane again, you know, just different things or even the freedom, you know, events not being canceled. I mean, so many different things, you know, children in school. That's right. Yeah, I know. You think about what a what a wonderful world it, it was and will be again. Will be. But you're right. Will be. No, and I think, you know, your words of wisdom, you know, of focusing on the business, focusing on creating your dreams and realizing, you know, it's a heavy season of seed planting, so to speak. So tell everyone where they can find you and uh, and um, Afluencer. Yes, thank you. So Afluencer.com, A-F, so like influencer, but with an A. A-list influencers. We're all A-list influencers here. So it's A-F-L-U-E-N-C-E-R.com. You'll find us there. You'll find me, Brett App, so B-R-E-T-T, at Affluencer.com, or on uh, chat. We've got chat staff pretty much all the time. Um, you might catch me on a weekend because we don't have our, our staff on uh, on the weekend. So we're over there as well. Phone info is on the website also, a little contact info. So we are around and then there's a free little sign up if you're interested just getting in the loop on stuff as an influencer you can register in our directory that'll give you the heads up also when our app launches and then we're doing our newsletters every other week today so every two weeks um eventually i think we'll move it to every week as we have more action coming in the app but every other week now and i kind of keep in the loop on stuff as well awesome and i'll definitely include all that in the show notes as well you guys so that way you don't have to, you know, run around looking for everything. I'll definitely include that as well. So um, thank you so, so much, Brett, for your time. Super grateful and definitely learned a ton and excited about where you guys are headed. Again, it's been a great resource for the last several months from multiple, multiple angles. So thank you so, so much. 
That is awesome. Thank you, Katrina. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's been super fun to work with you in the months that we've gotten to know you here. Looking forward to uh, more ahead in the 2020 and beyond also. Yep. Likewise. Love to know more about our features on our website, on other press sites, and our media packages online and live and more. Feel free to take a look at our brand page and or send us an email at info at fitlifecreation.com. Let's create. So let's create it. And if you would love to be featured in our creator series, take a look as a creator at the bottom of the blog post that's linked in the show notes with all the details with the questionnaire and more. And we have features in our travel publication, our wellness publication, and inspiring with influence options as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Create with Katrina Julia show, where we talk all the things on faith, wellness, money, marketing, business, and travel so you create a life. If and you haven't already, head on over to the blog, the podcast, and the freebies to jumpstart your transformation. If you're ready to dive into the online courses, the live events, or the retreats, and if you want to create with our community on an even deeper level, definitely check out our internships, our influencer collaborations, management, and brand engagement. Let's create it.